You are listening to Infinite Beat on Radio Valencia. This is Topaz Zoo. And you were just listening to a brand new record from Hirokone. Uh, that is called Pure Expenditure. That is the, uh, that's actually the title of the record as well. That just came out on Dias Records. It is absolutely spectacular. She's a genius. I love her work. Every track just absolutely will blow your mind, uh, like it did mine. So, uh, again, that's Hirokone, Pure Expenditure. That track was featuring also Group A, who I absolutely also adore. They have a new record coming out pretty soon, uh, I believe this month, possibly next month. So look out for that as well. They are, all three of them are just brilliant, brilliant, absolutely spectacular producers. So that being said, I have a very special guest here with me today. I have, uh, I think, a local legend, I want to say. His name's Primo. Hello. You may know him. Hello. Hi. Hi, how's it going? It's good. Cool, cool. Um, um, <clears throat> so if you, uh, you like- should know who Primo is. Um, Primo is just like a brilliant sort of local legend DJ. He just has tons of different nights uh, that yeah. you may or may not see out I'm still here doing my thing. You're still here doing your thing. You're always doing your thing. Even when you don't want to do your thing, you're doing your thing. (laughs) Sometimes, yes. There's there's an old soul song called The Entertainer, which is all about that. Not that, I don't know. Do you you think that was written for you? Oh, no. I I always think that it's a really weird and a lucky thing that I actually get to do this in front of people, in front of more than five people, so... <laughs> or for <laughs> I never think people. of myself as, like, something that it's written for, but I will sometimes play it and be like, especially if I'm sad and I have to DJ or something, I'm like, oh yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so, one of the most fascinating things, I think, about you is that, um, as a DJ, you kind of you know, when we kind of talked about this right before the show, but you kind of uh, encapsulate um, a lot of crossover genres in the sort of grand scheme of dance music, which I think people don't probably think about because you do a night called Oldies Night, which is yeah. more soul based. Sure, yeah. Um, there's a night that you also do with a few friends called Club Lonely, That's which right, yeah. is all about just um, uh, rave music and uh, in, but with like a very modern twist. It's very like, I think that party Club Lonely is like, you know, like the old school, like, well, we're going to rave in this small place and it's a local thing and you know it's going to be a good party. It's not like, it's like, I don't know, going down to the club, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I really, yeah, it's definitely, that's funny, I was thinking about the word ravey earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the definition of what actually rave actually means. Yeah, I mean, it's so different for everybody, especially for me, because when I was the the kid that probably would have been able to go to raves and stuff, when I moved here in, like, 97, Mm -hmm. I was really afraid of people, so I saw all this (laughs) stuff. Like, I remember when I I DJed this private party with Charlotte the Baroness, and I was like, you know, I never actually saw you play back in the heyday or whatever, Uh but I remember seeing your flyers all the time on the street when I was out tagging, (laughs) and uh, you're a legend. It's really cool to meet you. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's definitely a pretty, like, mutated concept for me because I... 
probably have been to warehouse parties and stuff like that, but I don't think I ever really went to something that you could really call a legitimate like rave in the old school sense of the you know big like illegal outdoor crazy things you know which is fine i mean everyone has their own thing but it definitely was like you know we started doing playing that music i got kind of turned on to it from a friend of mine who was like looking for indie pop music and Mm -hmm. he turned me on to some italo disco music and then it all fell to pieces from there but um you know like so we were playing in like dive bars and it was kind of like how do you play like some really big room fucked up acidy ravey tune in like a little tiny place and just transform the place for a small amount of time so mm-hmm. you know but i think that's also what is so interesting about what you do is that it is almost historical it's like dance music historically like soul music was is dance music yeah i um, definitely say that to people a lot of times too yeah I have like a real you know because i remember one time we went to a, a party and um this guy who's like my friend so i won't name him but he was like yeah i just really don't like oldies man it's like i like dance music and electronic <gasps> music and stuff and i was like i think that's really cool that you say that because a lot of other people just think it and don't say it but like <laughs> For me, like, it's especially when, you know, because a lot of people will do these soul nights and stuff, and then they don't, you know, the oldies night is very all-encompassing, too, you know? It's a lot of real early R&B, which is very, like, mesmerizing music, and Mm -hmm. it's bassline or percussion-driven, you know? Mm -hmm. And the lyrics can be very, very backseat sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, they're not as important as just this sort of pulsating kind of beat and Mm -hmm. it's a pretty like if you find the right records it's a pretty unbroken straight line from point a to point b Mm -hmm. and you can you know if you wanted you could take a couple hours and go from like 1954 to 2018 and and it would work you know yeah yeah definitely yeah um I had a friend who was talking about you, a mutual friend. I will not name names either. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was saying that what is so awesome and so fascinating about you is that you seem to, especially with Club Lonely specifically, but I also feel like um, you can do this with something like your uh, goth party, like Desireless or with Oldies Night, is you seem to merge the art scene um kind of the underground art scene here young Mm. people with um kind of like heads like music heads yeah like people really into dance music um how do you do that and do you think that's accurate i think that's i mean i i really uh i thought about that a lot but like without ever really putting it into words in my head you know it was just always important to me that like interesting people like actually wanted to interact with the music and like mm-hmm. and I think that and a and a spectrum of different sorts of interest you know I mean mm-hmm. I think your your like head type person is very interesting in a certain way and I think like you know some freaky ass art school student is interesting in their way too <laughs> yeah. and I think it's you know it can get a little bit uh well, whatever, you know, too much of one thing is never as exciting as a spectrum when it works. But um, I don't, 
I don't know that I actually had any intentional doing that, but the way that I got into being a DJ at all was because I was a, I was a, I was a graffiti writer, but I was an art student without actually being enrolled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to have wall space over at SFAI because my friend Chris Lux painted on the floor. So, like, you know, when all these people are fighting to get wall space and all these rich kids are doing this, like, weird, like, terrible hippie art on the walls, like, I would walk in and, like, have this really nice wall space and make some oil painting. And, like, um, so I was an art school student, but I was not, you know, enrolled Mm -hmm. properly. But um, uh, Chris and uh, my friend Ivar and Daniel and this little kind of ragtag group of uh, graffiti artists and Bay Area weirdo kids like you know it's a real like classic punk gang there was like the rockabilly and the punk and like you know the the, I don't know how you describe lots of them but you know it's like that thing where it's like every every 18 year old is like a different strange freak cartoon or whatever and so I I was doing artwork with them and, and doing graffiti with them and you know, being a troublesome little shoplifter and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, we would, uh, you know, we'd go out to the aquatic park um, out, you know, past Jerry Square out into the ocean. We'd go out there and, like, drink some terrible... we drink Thunderbird, the cold, sweet, terrible wine. Yeah. Um, and we would listen to, like, oldies on uh, Boombox... Or we would listen to, like, Dre Dog or Kraftwerk or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, music, I I really, in high school, I kind of only knew about some New York hip-hop music. I was pretty into that, like, big time. I mean, it was the, you know, it was the mid-90s, so it was really great stuff from there. Mm-hmm. And we were very opinionated about it. But then, like, you know, whatever reggae that the hippies I worked with at the pizza shop would turn me on to, and then, like, whatever was on the radio, like, you know, Four Non Blondes and, like, The Offspring and stuff like that. <laughs> so it wasn't until I moved to San Francisco that I started really getting, like, inundated with all this different music that, of course, as a teenager, you would have loved to hear. Like, I was like, oh, Joy Division, wow, I never knew this existed, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so music really became... I was a visual artist, and music became a huge, important thing to me. And then I... I think because I'm a weird, stunted, gregarious person that was very shy and afraid of people for a long time, but always really wished that I could be talking to everyone at the same time and that everyone would be my friend. Um, I sort of, I when I got Rousseau, music did so much for me, like, um, that I had to play it loud for people and Mm -hmm. then you know the rest is like that's how you you know become a dj sometimes i guess Mm -hmm. and so if there's a reason that the art and like the music thing kind of come together it's it's because that's just how it happened for me you know and i was friends with artists that you know were my age that i respected a lot and um you know, it was also like a weird time in San Francisco where like there was no money here and there was a lot of weird like crazy warehouse spaces and stuff and Mm -hmm. there was no way you were ever going to be a successful artist here. So in a sense, because no one at the party could help you with your career, the only thing you really had was your idea. Like your idea was never going to be mean success or or money or anything. Mm -hmm. Your idea was just valuable for its own sake. 
So critique was really harsh because there were all these kids that were just like, I just pulled out some really pretentious thing out of my ass and I'm going to, you know, you know, tell you about Renee Magritte tonight, even though, <laughs> you know, that's like, <laughs> and, um, oh my God, I'm sorry. I just coughed. But so there was a real sharpness, you know, mm-hmm. and it was fun. It was fun to be like, oh, actually you're full of shit. <laughs> um, and the people that I was friends with were massively entertaining to me, at least, mm-hmm. and I love them. And there was, of course, some, you know, snobby, childish elitism. And uh, I feel like some of that carried over in a kind of positive way towards DJing, where I was like, I want, you know, I want it to be something that, like, people that are doing interesting things can come and get really. Like, they impressed me so much with who they were as people and Mm -hmm. and as artists and stuff that I wanted something crazy to happen to them with the music, you know, because that was where I really started doing it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's how that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of uh, strange, weird art school freaks and DJing and music and raves. Yes. um, When are your next couple of shows? Um, Okay, so... Sorry, I just, like, swallowed an almond the wrong way or something. That's so okay. I'm, I provided the snacks. Yeah. I will take credit <laughs> you for... You dosed me. <laughs> I dosed you. But, um, so, most of my stuff kind of happens on a schedule. Um, mm. We have Oldies Night, which has been going on since... When I started playing Oldies Night, it was 2003. Oh, wow. But my friends were doing it in 1999. Right. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Um, that party is still happening, and that's at the Knockout first Fridays. Mm-hmm. And then third Fridays at the Knockout, um, I really wanted to get into playing real dark and freaky goth music and, and sort of a spectrum there, too. I kind of can never mm-hmm. just play one thing. So um, so we have a party on the third Friday called Desireless, which is mm-hmm. named after the French band Desireless, which mm-hmm. is that really big hit, Voyage, Voyage. Um, but so that's the third Friday, and... <clears throat> That ranges from, like, you know, brand new, like, modern dark wave and, you know, kind of boy harsher kind of stuff to, like, you know, I have, of course, a lot of dark Italian disco stuff. And then, you know, sometimes I'll play, like, some, you know, LFO or some fucked up electro breaks in there, too. So, mm-hmm. and, yeah, we, we actually had, uh, we had Nako play with us and she oh, was, wow. like, super thrilled. She's like, I love this. This is great. You can play whatever you want. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, that was a, that was a very very high compliment i felt like so that's a really cool party i do a slow jams night um every uh second tuesday and Mm i kind of do whatever i want there it started out just being slow soul and now it's like slow and mid-tempo soul and boogie and sometimes i'll even mix a towel disco and some soulfulish house in there but yeah i'm trying to keep it a little more real i've been i've been going off the rails a little too much so (laughs) trying to get back into the 45s but that's that's a really crazy like lit party it's on tuesdays and it's so busy it's Mm -hmm. kind of intense um and then uh and then yeah club lonely is the fourth uh fourth friday of the month at omg which is a gay bollywood bar which is very like cool and weird special space Mm -hmm. um and um that party is like where all the young freaks that i maybe don't see anywhere else besides there uh end up going and then like you know 
all my homies, all my drag queen friends are there, and like you know, little hip hop streetwear kids are there, and like mm -hmm. oh, it's a really it's a really broad swath, which I feel like is to me that is like what house music is. It's so it's such a you know a wild combination. <laughs> exactly. And um, and yes, yeah, sometimes we will do like after hours late night stuff, and we have a email clublonely69 at gmail. It's clublonely and then six nine at gmail if. If you know, we don't do them that often, but if you send us an email, then we will let you know when we're doing some crazy thing that, you know, is not very public. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so those are what I do right now. I've had a lot of different nights and, you know, a lot of them have lasted a long time. Some of them might, I used to do this night, which I think is the first time uh, you and I would, would uh, find each other out on the dance floor and a lot of our friends who live in different places now but that we all mm -hmm. used to party with us we did that's a party called two men will move you with a number two and uh that was with my friend jordan heiser and uh that night no longer exists but that was really like that really opened me up into playing like i don't know just trippier stuff and like you know like it was cool because me and jordan really pushed each other i feel like i was always trying to play some really crazy exciting stuff and really kind of questionable combinations and Jordan was very slow rolling like he could build and build and build and so like mm -hmm. I maybe made him take more risks and he made me um, uh, try to learn actually how to DJ so. <laughs> and also some of the very best records in the dance music genre that I own have totally been records that Jordan has turned me on to I mean Jordan Heiser is definitely if I could recommend one DJ to anyone, he is so great. He's and so good. He's yeah. also one of those guys that's super understated. Like he mm -hmm. does not ask for shit and mm -hmm. you could be at a party with him and never talk to him. But if you do, you're, you will be stoked. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have Primo take over the next hour and well, hour and a half or so. Did you have anything in mind in terms of what you're going to play? Well, I, you know, I did a little homework and I listened to this because I've, I've listened to some of the shows in the past. I'm really bad at listening to mixes. I kind of, I don't know, I'm like a little mouse in my room. Like I just like YouTube around. But mm -hmm. so I did some homework and I listened to some of uh, the shows and I was like, well, I want to bring something that for me is a little bit infinite beat or a little bit, at least like a little something that's a little prettier and that I couldn't really play on the dance floor mm -hmm. so I brought some of that and then I also brought some stuff that I just like like the way it sounds mixed together and that will be a little bit more dancey and you know who knows what that will sound like coming out of computer speakers but um, very, very cool very yeah. exciting what yeah an there's, experiment. A little, there's a little <laughs> you know and I, I had I had a plan and now I think I've I've forgotten the plan so we're gonna just see what That's happens okay. yeah, yeah I, we're gonna know. do it primo, primo style yes yes <laughs> As I guess it is. <laughs> okay, so yeah, All we right. can start whenever we're ready. Very cool. Um, we are listening to... Uh, what are we listening to right now? This is Carter Tutti. Uh, so right after this Carter Tutti track, you're going to listen to Primo on Infinite Beat on Radio Valencia. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. 
devastating.
You are listening to Infinite Beat on Radio Valencia. I am Topazu, and you are listening to Primo. Thanks for listening, y'all. That was a lot of fun. Um, that's music I don't always get to play out, but hopefully can play out some more often. Um, come see me at Club Lonely. Of course, a goth night, Desireless. And Oldies Night will be coming up this coming Friday at the Knockout. It's going to be nasty. <laughs> Thanks for riding this train with us. Have a beautiful Saturday. Have a great Saturday. Thank you.